Sunday, man. You, I know you're nervous for the Rams, but you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there. Bro, that, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. Like, energy, electricity. I played with Brock and anyone up there. And a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Super Bug fans were there, too. Tampa Tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron Show of WDAE. Uh, Pat Donovan. And it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit. Going to put him on mute for a second until that gets a little clear. But we're joined by Pat It looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs> it does look like you got a little... No, my, my uh, camera's broke. Howdy ho, howdy hey, how the hell are you? Happy Thursday, thirsty Thursday to be exact. And we are back on the Bucketeers. Not much updates to talk about. Silence on the contractual fronts, but we got a fun Thursday nonetheless. We're here live until the top of the hour tonight. A shorty but a goody. Nothing more, nothing less on the Bucketeers. You're zoomed in on YouTube, Facebook, or so much more. And we got, looks like, Stunna and J-Lo in the house. And we're going to be joined by the great Gene from Buck What You Heard podcast as well. As if you guys missed it, he is now a Bucketeer. Very excited about that. We're going to bring in brother Stunna to start the man, the myth, the legend himself. Stunna, how the hell you doing we're in the midst of the offseason, kind of a dry time right now, but still always a good time to talk some Bucks ball. Stunna? Or is that, all right, it's it's actually Gene, it looks like, but Gene is out right now. We'll bring in Gene here in a minute. Usually it's Stunna with the little logo like that. He has the same exact Antoine Winfield picture, kind of funny. Kind of ironic there, but we'll let Gene get situated. I heard a robot-type sound back there. Uh, J-Lo, how you doing, brother? I know you're always ready to roll. How you doing on this fine evening of the Bucketeers? Good, brother, good. Worked my three in a row, and I got a few days off. I have to go back, just enjoying my time, man. So you're on weekend mode right now? Pretty much, you know. started my little diet experiment. You know, I'm on day four, and, you know kind of moody lately <laughs> i don't blame you bro that shit is not easy that stuff is tough sledding um eating healthy or you know diet and even a little bit is always tough times but good luck to you brother hey and uh you might as well do it in the off season right no game day wings no game day pizzas none of that stuff needed but glad to have you on your weekend pretty much brother we're amped to do a couple of things tonight as Buck what you heard, Gene hops out. He was just in, now he's out. We'll hope to get him in here shortly. Again, my apologies. Thought that was stunning because the uh, logo, but, you know, we got big Gene in and out and about. But J-Lo and Tone's here right now. As Kyle Houston says, what's up, boys? What's up, Kyle? Happy Thursday, Thursday, brother. Happy to have you. But J-Lo, going to start off, waste no time, pull no punches before we get into Buck's talk, do a little bit of Super Bowl chat. Thoughts on the game itself? Thoughts on the outcome? Was it what you thought was it going to happen? Did you expect a different outcome? Thoughts on uh, the Super Bowl from this past Sunday? Anything about it? Commercials, halftime, any of that good stuff? I mean, Patrick Mahomes, can't bet against them. 
you know, the Niners had the game many times and they just couldn't close out. You know, shout out to Andy Reid and the coaching staff and about the game plan, Gracie. Say hello. <laughs> but anyway, but um, but as far as the Super Bowl goes, I mean, Kansas City won the bet to bet champs. Gonna go for three now, which, whatever. You know, I, I was hoping the Niners would surprise all of us and pull out the win. Hey, there he is. We got Gene. It looks like Gene, you're with us, or you need some more time, brother? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, sir. Everything's great. I love the shirt as well. Mike fucking Evans. That's incredible. Um, sorry for the little one part of my French. There. Oh, no, that's, that's all good, man. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. You know, <laughs> it, it's been, it's been so bad, man. I, I just, I'll, you'll catch me and I'll just drop a bunch of F-bombs and stuff. And I don't realize, <laughs> Hey, I shouldn't, those are bad words. I shouldn't be saying them. So I, I totally get that. And what were your thoughts on the Super Bowl, brother? Were you um, uh, exp- expecting that? Um, I was I was good with the game until uh, I found out that Steve Wilkes got fired. Um, I am so you know just as a Bucks fan, or as a I'm going to put this as a football fan. I am totally insulted that Steve Wilkes has been screwed over three times in a row. Mm-hmm. We start with the we'll start with the Cardinals, then we we come to the uh, Carolina Panthers, and then you you end up with the San Francisco 49ers, in which he improved that defense. Regardless of what anybody's going to say, he improved that defense. And it wasn't the defense's fault that the offense couldn't put Kansas City away when they had the opportunities. And they had multiple opportunities. They got a turnover. They got a three and out. They were uh, Kansas City punted quite a bit. There were opportunities out there for that offense to go down and do what they do. Because this, again, this is the strong suit of Kyle Shanahan and here we are, and this guy can't close the deal. So, you know, this is second time. Second time, mind you, that he's been to the Super Bowl. Same team, same blueprint. That Kansas City's blueprint hasn't changed. It's that nobody can beat them. So, yeah. so all, I, all, I can, all I can say is Kyle Shanahan needs to look in the mirror rather than looking at his defensive coordinator. Yeah, he surely does, is my apologies right there. A little thirsty, got myself knocking things over. But, Gene, I agree. Steve, that was embarrassing to fire him. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a total scapegoat for that 49ers team, as you alluded to. Not his fault that Shanahan seems to be running into this problem. And quite frankly, as you alluded to as well, he's been screwed three times now. Arizona, he got a one-and-done with a rookie quarterback, that's unheard yeah. of. You, you give the man a rookie QB, you give him more than one season. That's a rule of thumb. Yeah. Carolina, I, I will say in in that in, in the Cardinals' behalf, that was the Patrick Mahomes effect because they saw a chance to get a quarterback that they thought was on the same level as a Patrick Mahomes with uh, Kyler Murray, um, but mentally, you're talking about two totally different two totally different quarterbacks mentally. And we you know I always say check up from the neck up, and that's pretty much what it is. When you look at Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't matter if he's down. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if his defense isn't doing what they're supposed to. It doesn't matter if the play calling isn't working to what he wants it to. He's going to find those adjustments and he's going to make it work. Yeah, and uh, you know, 
I agree with that too. Everyone had Mahomes syndrome after Mahomes came out, and everyone thought that, hey, if we draft this guy in the first round, he will be the next Patrick Mahomes. So I do agree with you there. He changed the way people look at quarterbacks for sure as we're joined by Jake Summerai, Andrew Hernandez, John Ariola, good crowd here on Facebook, especially. We're I mean, think wa- about it. You've got you got Trey Lance. Trey Lance, they they looked at Patrick Mahomes syndrome again. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. Um and uh Trey Lance. There's one more, there's one more quarterback that was along those lines, but um oh uh, Chicago. Who's Chicago's quarterback? Fields. Field, yep. Fields. Uh, again. This is the Patrick Mahomes effect, where you see guys that have a, a good arm, they can make plays with their legs, and they're thinking, oh, I got the next Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Chicago should be embarrassed that they didn't draft him when they had the chance to, and they went after uh, Trubisky's, but that didn't work out for him. So, you know, it is what it is. And now we'll see if Chicago takes another swing at the apple this year with a Caleb Williams. This is a bad idea. This is, this is a bad you're going to hear it first right here on the Bucketeers. I'm going out here. Hot take. Caleb Williams is not the answer. Mentally, the guy is weak. I don't think he's ready for the NFL. I don't think he's ready for the reporters. I don't think he's ready for the fans. I don't think he's ready for the criticism. This guy is not the answer. And I'm very scared that they're going to make the same mistake again by taking a Caleb Williams. He's all hype. All ice, no whiskey. <laughs> I could agree with that. I think I'd rather have Jaden Daniels personally. But I was know, about the... to say Jaden Daniels. I think he's the best quarterback in the draft, in my opinion, if you were going to take somebody number one. But exactly. I do agree with you, Gene. On, sorry to interrupt you, but I do agree with no, you. No, you on, on the Caleb Williams being a mistake. I think Fields is fine in Chicago. I think if they were smart, they would trade down and get more draft capital, or if they can't trade down, then you take that receiver from Ohio State, um, Marvin Williams Jr. You bring him in, you add another weapon for Justin Fields. If I were the Bears, sorry, Pat. you mentioned Kel Williams, and I agree with you 100%. Man, not, not a smart move by the Bears if they make that pick. Yeah, it, it's just not the tape, don't lie, man. And when you go back and watch him and how he handles situations emotionally. He's just, I mean, this is a different, the NFL is a different animal than college. And you're, you're talking about this guy. He's going to have to deal with it 17 times out of the year. And there's a lot of pressure on him to get to the playoffs right out the gate. And I just don't think he's built for it. Yeah, and we'll see where that goes. I totally agree, though. He seems like he's been a shell uncracked a little bit at the college level. Speaking of shell uncracked, I, I agree. I think that. You know, 49ers played very good. Real quick, my thoughts on the Super Bowl. I think that holding Mahomes to one touchdown should never get you fired. MVP of that game to me was Harrison Bucker. He had an incredible game, hitting long field goals, short field goals, equating a huge field goal total. So kudos to the Chiefs. Sad to see the disgusting tragedies happen yesterday at the parade. Um, Sorry for anyone who was there. My heart and prayers go out to you. If you were affected by that by any means, just too much um, to be said and too little to be done at this point. But uh, we are uh, here. Let, the- can, if I if I can real quick, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, there there was a DJ that she lost her life because two three assholes had had a dip, dispute with each other. It wasn't anything else. 
They could have saved that dispute for after the parade. You embarrass your city. You embarrass your team. There are so many repercussions behind that. And these guys could that's just being selfish. Save that for later. You just put a you just put a black eye on your city after you've won the, the biggest prize in NFL football, and now you've you blemished it with this. And I mm. will still say that boat parades are safer. But that's <laughs> neither here nor there. I'm just saying, you know, just I gotta throw this out here and, and a shout out to her and her family and her fans and you know everybody you know that knew her because uh obviously she was a very big bright spot for the chiefs nation and the chiefs kingdom as they call themselves and it's a shame that she lost her life over something that she had nothing to do with mm. very pathetic. much so very much so and very pathetic jlo any thoughts on that sad stuff and uh Hopefully it's not anything we see moving forward here, but sadly it's something we see too often. Just immaturity, man. Pure immaturity. And my prayers go out to that late that woman who lost her life over something really stupid. I mean, it, it's just the way the world's come to, man. I mean, people want to use firearms to end lives, which is so wrong. Like Ybor City that happened earlier this fall too, I remember. Yeah. Two cats got into yeah. a fight and, uh, you know, scrapped with metal you hate to see it yeah you do and it's sad because it shouldn't have to come down to that it's a celebration and it was freaking valentine's day maybe those people were lonely but still you're at a parade celebrating your football team for winning a third super bowl and you get into a confrontation and you start shooting it's the stupidest thing idiotic you know and i work at a hospital and i see it all the time and I pray and hope that people with gun violence, you need to end it, man. There's so much more to life than ending somebody, some innocent people's lives because you can't hold in your emotions and problems. And that's where the world's come to, which is why many people like myself don't go many places anymore because the world just ain't safe what it used to be. Yeah, I'm sorry, but uh, if it's your time to go, it's your time to go personally. And I don't mean to be morbid, but I'm not going to let some some terrorists keep me from doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's just my personal opinion. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to enjoy myself. As long as I'm not part of the problem, I want to be part of the solution. And, you know, you can get out there and, and go to these things. Like, you know, the everybody that was able to go to the Super Bowl at in, in Ray J, you know, they didn't let anything, you know, hold them back. They got out there and went, uh, you know, the boat parade and just, you know, a lot of the things that, you know, you miss out on. And again, um, this is where we have to be our brother's keeper. And hey, you know, why are you doing this? You know, you, we have to ask that question. And and again, these guys um, ruined because of some being selfish. They ruined a, a great event. Yeah, they sure did. And I agree with you there, Gene. I'm not going to let this stop me from partaking in things and helping try to make a difference. I mean, whether it's one place or another, just gone too soon and poor people in the background are caught in crossfires. There was an incident by me a couple months back. Someone got sh- They were arguing over a bar tab about an unpaid pizza. Someone pulled out their gun, accidentally shot it, killed the other guy. It's like, what are you guys doing? You know, you got to be better individuals and have more decency. If you can't handle your drinking, maybe don't drink. Um, that could be some people's problem as well. But just sad stuff we all give our thoughts and shout out to everybody involved and hopefully um, you guys 
uh, you know, uh, and, Kansas and I, City and I, could recoup. And I, and I hope that, you know, this serves as a lesson to, for people to be more vigilant, you know, to try to talk people out of doing stupid stuff rather than just, you know, letting this stuff play out the way it did. It, because it didn't have to, it didn't have to go that the way it did, to be honest. No, it surely didn't, as Gene alludes to. That's a great Gene from Buck, what you heard, by the way. I was running a little late to the show, so we did have some technical difficulties to start on my end. Usually <laughs> usually we will be streaming live. My apologies, though, fellas. Didn't see the behind-the-scenes stuff, but usually we'll be streaming live from Buck, what you heard, YouTube as well. So pay, be on the lookout for that. We had a great debut last week on both Bucketeers, Buck, what you heard, YouTube right now. You guys are tuned into the Bucketeers on either YouTube or Facebook, and we're going to be shifting into some Bucks talk here. Then we got some fun stuff, including um, the Hot Seat Challenge led by Gene. We're going to do some games where all three of us get a certain dollar price, and we can only bring back certain Bucks free agents. We're going to put our Jason Lightcats on. But first, we're going to talk about the silence around contracts, whether it's guys like Winfield, Mike Evans, and I personally think Winfield's going to guarantee you get the franchise tag before they try to extend him. But we got Christopher yeah. Cole in the house as well. But between Evans, Baker, Winfield, Chase McLaughlin, it's been pretty silent, fellas. Uh, J-Lo, first, I want to get your thoughts here on the situation regarding the contracts and the silence around it so far. I know there's a deadline of February 19th, I believe, when the new – league year officially changes over and the old league year closes they can't get these guys in contract extensions anymore so uh they could hit the open market guaranteed then thoughts on the current contract and situation with the bucks and their incoming free agents yeah i mean it's a little questioning you know wonder why nothing's getting done just yet but I'm fully confident that Baker Mayfield will be resigned before the free agency starts. I really feel confident Light's going to get a deal done to get it going, start getting the band back together. Mike Evans, I think, will be the trickiest one. You know, maybe he hit us, have expectations to test the free agent market, go out there, get a number, and then present it to Jason Light in the front office saying, hey, the ball's in your court. Can you match this or give me more? It just really depends. But at the end of the day, I'm not stressing on it too much. I really think deals will be done a lot sooner than later. It's just got to be a little patient and play the wait-and-see scenario. So like our coaching situation as we fill assistance as well, just be patient and good things shall come of it. Gene, what say you with the silence around the contract? I think Baker will probably be the first in line as well. Then you would hope Evans to follow not really grouping Winfield in that is he's all but guaranteed to be the franchise tag pretty much, at least seemingly so. That would make the most sense. Uh, personally, uh, I, I trust Jason Light. 100% trust Jason Light. Uh, we've seen the, the magic that he's worked uh, throughout his tenure as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And since they've been going on this playoff run, he's really shown what he can do. There, are, I don't know if you guys remember – uh, Vita Vea getting signed in the middle of the season. Nobody even knew they were in the talks. And and then all of a sudden you have Vita Vea signed. So once again, I, I have to, regardless of how I feel about it, I have to take a step back. Jason Light is the general manager. And we talked about this last year, last week, and what I thought of Jason Light. And Jason Light is a guy I 100% have confidence in. 
And I believe that he will, and you know, things will work out to where we will have a very competitive team out there. Yeah, I have confidence in Jason Light, too, and he has a great surrounding core as well with Spy Tech, with Greenberg, with all those guys. Very yeah. great front office and a couple gals up there as well. They do incredible jobs honing down the front zone. But, no, I agree. I have full faith in them as well. I think starts with Baker, trickles to Mike, uh, franchise tag, Winfield, and all that sorts of things. But I think the contracts come sooner than later, and – I think we get the one before the deadline with Baker, and then I think we're going to paint a picture in Mike Evans' head about where he should sign. Uh, Gene, we're real quick thoughts on filling in the assistant coaching staff and kind of the silence there. You know what? I'm I'm very I'm very confident in what uh, Todd Bowles could do. Um, again, when I, I had to take a step back and look at the history of the Bucks to see where they are right now to realize that we're in a very special position because, I mean, I don't think I can think of any other coach. It wasn't Dirk Cutter. It wasn't Lovey Smith. It wasn't um, Shiano. It wasn't Raheem Morris. After the Super Bowl, it, it wasn't um, it wasn't Gruden. It, it wasn't Sam Weish. I mean, we could keep going on and on to all these coaches that have been in positions to do something with the team, but only Todd Bowles has been able to come in and he went to the playoffs despite Byron Lefwitz, and he he was able to make something happen. So um, very comfortable with where we are right now. Um, mm-hmm. Really personally willing to sit back, let everything play out. I know a lot of people are freaking out. Oh, man, Baker. And I, I saw something where Baker Mayfield going to the Atlanta Falcons. I'm like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> just just let it let it play out. And to all these clowns, and I'm sorry, you guys are clowns, that think Mike Evans is going to the Jets. Mike Mm. Evans going to the Giants. Mike Evans going to Green Bay. No, 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 it's not happening. So let's let's move on. Go look at T. Higgins or somebody else around the league, but Mike Evans ain't going nowhere. Yeah, and I have faith in Todd Bowles, both coach and staff and personnel-wise as well. He's done very well. He's well-respected. If you ask a lot of players who have played under Coach Bowles, they'll more than have his back. They'll more than endorse his coaching style. So, you know, players will want to come back and play for Bowles, and you know coaches will rally around Bowles as well. He's one-for-one in offensive coordinator hires. Dave Canellis is a hell of a hire. I fully trust him with our special teams coordinator hire. Although some might not be fans, hey, he probably has a method to his madness there. And then getting Liam Cohen as offensive coordinator as well, I think that's going to gel and flow real well with Baker Mayfield and the likes of that. And I am a fan of the offensive line coach hiring and Kevin Carberry as well. I know some people overlook those positional coaches, but being a former NFL lineman, I always like that experience. As Christopher Cole says, light will go by the franchise tag amount on Baker and Antoine Winfield and start there in the parameters of contracts. Well, Winfield, I agree. It's a little different on Baker because the quarterback position is so hostile with money. But I do agree that, you know, Light's going to have a starting point. But as Gene said, I trust Light. I'm not really worried about him getting the job done. At the end of the day, he's going to do what's best for this team. No, I'm not really worried about Atlanta or Pittsburgh and Mayfield. And no, I'm not really worried about Mike Evans going anywhere either. It's to me, these receivers are divas. The Bucks haven't had that problem in years. I don't see Mike Evans starting to be a diva now. 
um, you know, in no. the latter stages of his career and really bicker over seemingly it would only be a couple million dollars at that. And we all know Tampa has a lot lower taxes than most of the other teams out there as well. So you could really make sense of Mike Evans coming back and, uh, you know, the tax is not really, or the dollar price, I should say, not really changing much. I'm excited for this offseason, though. Speaking of excited, Gene, you had a fun sounding idea um, about the hot seat challenge. What are uh, the parameters of that, my friend? What kind of goes into that? And, um, yeah, you could kind of take the floor now if you want to explain that a little bit. All right, and I'm glad you brought it up because we're going to put you in the hot seat. Uh, J-Lo, next week, we may do you or whoever <laughs> else is on here. So uh, so basically how this works, you get 10 questions. You got one minute to answer each question. And um, J-Lo, because you are the odd man out, I don't know if you have a timer, but I'm going to let you handle the time, if that's okay with you. Roger. I like All being right. on the hot so, seat. So how, did, how this works, there's no wrong answer. Just keep this in mind. This is how people lose is because they have to justify their answer. But the, the, the questions are buy or sell. Um, you know, questions are contender, pretender. Um, and, it, and it goes around the league. It's basically a lot of questions pertinent to the playoffs and how teams ended up this, this season. And so it's, it's, a, it's a real cool thing. So uh, what I normally do, ask the first question, then the timer starts. So JLo, let me know when you're ready. Are you ready? Almost ready. One second. All right. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I'm warming and up my be... thinking over here. <laughs> All right, whenever you're ready. All right. So you are, are you ready, my friend? I'm ready. I'm ready to rock and roll, brother. Let's do it. All I'm right, in. here we go. First question. The Dallas Cowboys will win the Super Bowl next year. Buy or sell? I'm selling. Uh, I don't think they'll right. win the Lamar Jackson will win a Super Bowl in his career, buy or sell? I'm buying. Kyle Shanahan is an elite play caller, buy or sell? I'm buying. The Buffalo Bills contenders or pretenders? <sighs> pretenders with McDermott. With the Carolina Panthers hiring Dave Canales, will they be contenders or pretenders? Pretenders. The Chiefs are a dynasty, buy or sell? Buying it. The Bucks can get value at tw the 26th spot in the draft, buy or sell? Buying that one big time. The Bucks will be fine without Devin White, buy or sell? Buying it. Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback, buy or sell? Buying it. Out of all the injuries this season, Joe Burrow will go. Oh, all right, man, one last question. All right, last question here. I'm just going to put it out there because I was almost there. Out of all the quarterback injuries this season, Joe Burrow will be comeback player of the year next year, buy or sell? Buying it. All right. Got some and buyers. That's, that's, hey, that's just how it goes, man. And, you know, again, there's no wrong answer. And you don't have to justify your answer. You just put your answer out there. So what do you guys think? I like that. I think it's a fun game and it gets you talking about the world of the NFL. It really gets you to think about things that, you know, 
in the limelight, you may be like, hey, I kind of think that's an easy one. But then when you're on the hot seat and you get asked it, it doesn't seem so easy. You know, it's like, I, I don't know, man. Lamar Jackson, will he win one? Sure, he probably should, but eh, that's a tough question. I, Same I, 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 person, I personally don't think he will. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. He's, built, I don't think he's built for it. I think he's a, he's a good regular season. I don't know if you guys follow basketball. He's, mm-hmm. He reminds me of James Harden because he's you're good and you can good you're putting up all these gaudy stats during the regular season, but when you get to the playoffs, when it counts and when it matters, and you don't do anything, that's just kind of a you're talking about a totally different scenario. Well, let me ask you this about Lamar Jackson. I mean, when can you tell me when he had a breakout game in the playoffs? Tell me one breakout playoff game. He hasn't. That, and that's the that's the whole thing. He's a he's a regular season quarterback. That's kind of how Peyton Manning's the majority of his career was. He was putting up all these gaudy numbers like Drew Brees did. Drew Brees won a Super Bowl, but after that, he just put up all these Madden-like numbers and didn't do anything. And it's funny because I compared Lamar and Manning a couple weeks back as being on the same trajectory in terms of, hey, both are great regular season guys. They have the MVP titles. Eventually, Manning got over the hump. I called Mahomes a Brady. It took Manning a couple of years to figure it out, but he eventually was able to crack that. We'll see if Lamar Jackson is ever able to crack the Mahomes. And, oh, by the way, now you got Mr. Harbaugh in the AFC as well, and who knows how good him and Herbert could look collectively. So, um, you know, the AFC, you're going to have your hands full over there but yeah gene i thought that was a very fun game uh very good questions and whatnot i had a lot of fun in that i'm looking forward to j-lo's ass being on the hot seat next week (laughs) you know and and, oh go ahead jim my bad go ahead oh no no i was gonna say i'm glad you brought up harbaugh in 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 san San diego or jesus in la i keep san diego in a brain (laughs) but I really believe this is a great opportunity. They've got some decent wide receivers in in San Diego. I still think you need to shore up the wide receiver position. I know everybody talks about Keenan Thompson and what all he does and what he brings to the table, but the guy can't stay healthy. And you can't mention he, – he keeps wanting everybody to mention him in the same breath as Mike Evans. Mike Evans is just that guy. I mean, each year a 1,000 yards – and Keenan Thompson's on the sidelines and he's injured and he just, he can't get out there. And I always say the best ability is availability. If you ain't got that, you know, you can be as, you could be as talented as you want. If you're on the sidelines, you're not doing your team any good. So uh, again, if they can get that wide receiver room short up and they can get somebody that's durable enough to make it through the season, I think, I think you're looking at a squad that can, they can make some noise and they can shake up that AFC West. I agree with that. As Christopher Cole says, C.J. Stroud, too. Yeah, he's been incredible in one season only in the AFC South with D'Amico Ryans. That could be a very forceful pair down the road. You get Anthony Richardson back this year. Could him and Shane Steichen possibly be brewing something up together? And Trevor Lawrence, he surely should at least rebound a little bit with Doug Peterson, you know. AFC, you put the gloves on. NFC, the door's kind of wide open, especially after seeing San Fran kind of implode. I mean, you're firing Wilkes, a defensive coordinator, who has nothing to do with why you lost. You know, you're really 
Brock Purdy, there's more question marks than answers with him now after losing a type of game like that. Do you even have a kicker? Jake Moody showed signs of vulnerability. You wasted a draft pick on him. It's, you know, these tall I, I I don't know. I, I like Purdy. I would be, if I'm, a, if I'm a Niners fan, I'm comfortable with Purdy. You have to be comfortable with him because you've got Sam Darnold, um, Mr. I see ghosts, and you, you've gotten rid of Trey Lance. And, you know, this has to be your guy. You've, you've hitched your wagons to this guy. I don't think that the head coach did him any favors um, in that third quarter. I think when they abandoned the run, that hurt them a lot. And that was something that could have opened up the playbook. It was one of those times where the run opens up the pass and instead of vice versa. And that's something you have to kind of consider as well. So, again, there's so, so many question marks. The Eagles are done. Jalen Hurts has been exposed. I just don't see Jalen Hurts recovering from this. Uh, that defense is not what it used to be. Uh, once you got rid of – once your offensive coordinator – was the offensive coordinator that went away, right? Mm-hmm. Was, yeah. Once the offensive coordinator left, this team did not look the same as they did going up against Kansas City. And these windows open and close like like nobody's business. I mean, you never know what you can see next year. You may see something totally different. Um, and again, I mean, when you have the backing of the NFL, uh, as the Kansas City Chiefs do – there's no telling what you can accomplish just having that uh, just in, in itself. Real quick, uh, yes or no answer. Gene, will Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift be dating by opening kickoff next football season? I think they will. I think they will. And, again, I'm, I, I'm one of those guys, live and let live. Uh, it doesn't bother me seeing celebs, you know, in best part of the NFL uh, universe, I guess you would call it like the Marvel universe or whatever, you know, the NFL universe. I'm, I'm good with it. It draws, it draws more eyes to it. And um, I, you know, I'm, I'm good with it. It doesn't bother me because I know the majority of the game will be focused on the game. So I don't, you know, one way or the other, I'm, you know, I'm happy. I, I believe live and let live and do their thing. And it's kind of nice not hearing about Brittany and Jackson Mahomes too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jer- jerks and Mahomes. That was, you know what? I think this has exposed a lot of stuff. Um, and I don't know if you've seen the videos. And, and again, it, it, this turns into storylines now where Jackson got excluded from sitting at Brittany's, uh, you know, her table, I oh, guess, her geez. VIP. And, you know, she just brushed him off. And, you know, again, that's, I, Patrick Mahomes, you can't dislike the guy, but you can't dislike his, his family. I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. I couldn't agree with you more. It's the truest statement of the night so far, I think. J-Lo, <laughs> I'm going to chop it up to you at this because we're doing our little TMZ bit now before we get to our <laughs> next game on the docket. It's a Thursday night on the Bucketeers. You're joining Gene, J-Lo, and Tampa Tones here, the great Gene from Buck What You Heard. Again, sorry for a little technical difficulties, but we're rocking and rolling now and we're in the midst of this thing and it's a lot of fun if you're watching on youtube please hit the subscribe button the like button turn the notification bell on we do appreciate it and in the future you'll be able to catch us on bucketeers youtube buck what you heard youtube facebook on bucks life news the replay on youtube apple spotify so much more j-lo 
have a hidden question here since your name's JLo as well you know you got a celebrity counterpart do you believe that there will be another celebrity NFL power couple by the time opening kickoff hits next year do you think someone looks around you, you know you got I heard Julian Edelman's dating someone famous now. I know he's past his prime. He's out of the league. But, you know, you think someone looks around and swipes up a Lady Gaga or a Kardashian trying to replicate what we just saw with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? It's up in the air. It really depends. As far as teams, egos, I know it's kind of defading the question a little bit. I like how they did my boy Vita Vea saying he's dating – um, whatever her name is, Kendall Jenner, whatever her name is, trying to put that out there, and he's a married man with a baby. That was oh, the little... one I think some kid tweeted that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I thought that wasn't cool. You know what I mean? Because they try to represent TMZ in that, and I was like, that, that ain't right. But anyway, no, I mean, it's I just one of those little parody accounts. You know, those people. It's you know, kind of wild. And oh, there we go. Pop says. He's watching. He says OBJ dating Kim Kardashian now. So here we go, fellas. We're going to start building it up. OBJ and Kim K. Well, you know, Kim K is like, what is she, 49 or 50 or something like that? I mean, she's like old news. She's not. Kanye leftovers. Like, yeah, exactly. She's not popping like. Uh, I mean, that was a, that was a beauty of, of seeing Taylor Swift. A lot of people don't like her. And it. it I hate that they bring politics, sports, sports should be able to exclude all politics. I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. You should be able to talk about sports, rep your team and have fun with it. And that's what it should be. And that's what I like about Taylor Swift. I wasn't always a, a Taylor Swift person, but I see the people that are, are pissed off at her enjoying herself. I saw somebody that was up there doing shots during the Super Bowl celebrating <laughs> jumping around dancing and laughing that's what you go to a football game for mm -hmm. and, and that's what I, that's what i appreciated and i appreciated her for being able to do that and you know what's fun gene as you're alluding to it that's what's fun about any sport right whether it's hockey ufc uh even wrestling but you know football under the biggest scope of it all you go to sports and you don't really for at least those three hours or so, doesn't matter what the hell the person behind you believes in, you know, doesn't matter what they look like. As we got my man, El Monito Fabricio comments, I'll be dating Jennifer Lopez before the next Super Bowl. My man Fabricio calls it right now. He's going to be dating. Good thing you didn't say this, J-Lo. I would have got a little uh, worried. but you know. Oh, thank God, no. Jalo <laughs> as a fan out there, but no, Gene, I couldn't agree more. That's the beauty about sports. Who the hell cares what you believe in, what you look like, yeah. what you know, creed you are? That's a beautiful thing about sports, brother. Whether it's on yeah. the baseball field or the football field, so I agree. You know, not that I'm a Swift fan or even a fan of you know her being around, but at the end of the day, I don't care. It's not like I'm gonna bitch about football because they're showing her. It's not like I'm going to be like, I'm turning this damn thing off because they're <laughs> showing Taylor Swift. It's like, whatever, man. You know, I see plenty of people that piss me off on my TV, whether it's, you know, games or commercials or this or that. I'm not going to let it change yeah. anything. Why would exactly. we, you know? And, and see, that's what I think we all as fans need to collectively come around to that. I mean, I mean, when I look at pol politics, drags everybody down. 
that's why I don't watch the news. I don't I don't get into all that. I'm gonna get off my soapbox here in just a second. But I will say this. Um, I don't care what her politics are. I genuinely don't. She's out there, she's having fun, she's there with Travis Kelsey's parents. Everybody's having a good time. They bring in a little life spice, and they, you know, that box is where you wanted to be. That um I don't know if it's an owner's box or wherever they were, that was where the party was at. And every, that's why you kept panning back up there. They were all doing shots. And, I mean, that looked like a good time at a football game. And those are the types of things that make me happy. And, you know, I was joking around saying, oh, I'm not going to Arrowhead. Oh, I'll definitely be at Arrowhead next year mm. to uh, to watch that, to watch the Chiefs play the Bucks. Uh, I just think it'll be a good time. And, you know, I I will – I need to, you know – I will be here where I'm not traveling, so I'll get to get out and enjoy the game personally. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, hello. Uh, oh, there he is. Oh, there he goes again. Gene cut out momentarily. We'll see if we could get. I'll lose you guys. Yeah, what's oh, up, Gene? You, we just lost you for like 20 seconds or so. Uh-oh, we might have lost Gene there. He'll be back, I'm sure. J-Lo, real quick, um, I tend to agree. Thoughts and El, uh, Elgato joining as well, saying Cowboys are trash. Okay, out of nowhere, Elgato from the top rope. But J-Lo, thoughts we, I, as we put a bow on this entire Swifty conversation. I'm, I'm getting a little too much celebrity uh, wooziness. <laughs> No, I mean, you know, it don't bother me either. I mean, I don't really care who, who you know, who people people get annoyed by Swift or whoever is involved in the game. You know, to me, it brings more people involved that never really watch football, but they try to attempt to watch it. That's the way I look at it. You know, good for Kelsey and Swifty, you know, let them be happy. Who cares? You know what I mean? Um, and as far as Argato, that's my brother. It wouldn't surprise me. He, he's a big Cowboy hater. He hates the Cowboys. Elgato's the man. I that's that's my brother, man. He he's, he's anyone who says him. Cowboys are trash is a is is a friend of mine. All right. He 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 won't he won't be at he won't be at that stadium in Dallas because then I might have to jump in the fight and defend him. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, we we want to keep our paws clean because we might be squatting up in Detroit. Me, pops, you. It sounds like mm-hmm. Gene, maybe Stunna. We can maybe get a crowd deep in Detroit. So you know we're gonna oh, yeah. have to. Save our, uh, you know, Dan Campbell will probably rally up a crowd and cry and be on the lookout for Bucks fans that weekend. Cody Crybabies. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Rhodes Crybabies. But I do hope we get Gene back. I know we start. I know he was having technical difficulties. If we waited to start the show, maybe it would have ran a little smoother. But hey, what can you do? We told the peeps six twenty, so we had to be on the ball six twenty Eastern here on the Bucketeers. But J Lo. This game's going to be fun. I loved Gene's game as well, and for those that missed it, you could catch a replay. I was put on the hot seat tonight in Gene's Hot Seat Challenge. Ask you as many questions as you can in a minute. You answer um, buy or sell. Here, we have a little bit of another fun game, J-Lo, as this Thursday doesn't have a lot of news, but we're still going to have fun, spice it up a bit. I call it the GM Cap Challenge. Cap for two things. Cap for A, you got to fit under this cap, and B, um, it is a challenge. So that's why I call it the GM Cap Challenge because you get a salary cap of $10 and you got to cap it all in 
to your budget and all these different players are tiered into different prices and you only have $10 to spend. You could go under, but you can't go over JLo. So here's how it's going to be. You're Jason Light, put your general manager cap on and you have $10 to spend. Obviously, it's going to be a lot more than that. Come Sorry real- about that. No, you're good. I'm loving it. You're you, you made your way to Florida. You made your way to Ray J. Welcome that's home. We lost it for a little bit, but you already know. That's incredible. As we get Gene in the house back. So Gene, I was telling J Lo a little bit. We're gonna try out this other game. Um GM Cap Challenge, we're gonna call it. You get okay. 10, you get ten dollars in hypothetical money, obviously, if you're really Jason Light. Gonna be a little bit more zeros behind uh-huh. the back than that, but you get $10 and different players are tiered into different price ranges. You could spend exactly $10 under the $10, however you want to slice and dice it, but you can't spend over the $10 okay. um, in negotiating with these players. So we're going to let JLo go first and Gene could kind of think about it as we go along here. And this is how you would construct your off season with all of these guys. So general manager JLo, you have $10. Here's your $10. The following players are grouped off into this price range. Reminder, you could spend it how you want. You could buy two players in the same price range, three players in the same price range. You just can't go over the $10 mark. Here you go. $4 players, Mike Evans and Antoine Winfield. Those are going to ring you big bucks. Those are going to ring you $4. $3 tier, Baker Mayfield and Levante David. Some other really good players are going to cost you 3 bucks. So you got Evans and Winfield at 4 You got Mayfield and Levante David at 3 You got Chase McLaughlin and Devin White at $2. So, you know, guys with potential, especially McLaughlin, very good kicker for us this past year. Devin White, he takes a pay cut at $2. He hasn't really proven himself the past couple of years. And then at $1, you have veteran William Golston, veteran Pat O'Connor, and veteran backup running back Chase Edmonds as well. Obviously, some free agents didn't make the cut. That's okay. And obviously, it's meant to be strategic, right? We could get all these guys back, sure. But this is meant to be a fun game where, hey, if you're forced to only spend this much money, you might not be able to to get all these guys back. So JLo, once again, you have $10. You could buy who you want, no matter the price range. Mike Evans is four. Antoine Winfield is four. Baker Mayfield is three. Levante David is three. Chase McLaughlin is two. Devin White is two. Will Golston, Pat O'Connor, Chase Edmonds, they're all $1, JLo. How are you spending your $10, general manager, JLo? Oh, man. You really give me a tough one here, man. I really had to just make some tough decisions. That's so the point of it, right? A little bit of a fun thinking activity. Obviously, you know I got to go with Evans, so that's $4. There's no way I'm leaving Evans out. And, of course, Baker is our quarterback of the future, so that's Baker, so that's 7 right there, so I got 3 to spend. And then I guess I'll go 2 for Chase McLaughlin. And then a dollar for William Goldston. So, of course, the tough task was I had to let Winfield walk, which it's, you know, I, I love Mike, man. I, I'm He's my guy. I, I just cannot let him walk out the building. And Baker is our quarterback. And the, and the, and the number one 
to me, the number one important player on the team is the quarterback to get the team going. No disrespect to the defense. The defense does win championships. But the quarterback is the leader of the room, and that's why I had to go with Baker with the $3. And then I figured Chase McLaughlin, the kicker, because there's no way I can squeeze Winfield Jr. in there with the $4. So I might as well go and get my kicker and bring back Big Will for one more year. It's so tough, but that's the fun of it, right? And I, I got this game from you know there's a couple online things that kind of do the same thing a little bit different but i'm like hey these are always challenging a little bit of brain teasers mr gene i'm sure your roster may look a little different maybe it's the same who knows but general manager gene you have ten dollars and once again the rundown mike evans is four dollars antoine winfield jr is four dollars Baker Mayfield, $3. Levante David, $3. Chase McLaughlin, $2. Devin White, $2. Will Golston, Pat O'Connor, and Chase Edmonds are a buck each. Friendly reminder, J-Lo spent all of his 10 He got Mike Evans, Baker Mayfield, Chase McLaughlin, and Will Golston. Pretty good bunch for the $10 there. Gene, do you see it the same way, or are you spending your money differently? Uh <clears throat> Man, and I can't, I can't franchise anybody, huh? Um, nope, not in the, not in the section. All right, all right. Let's. I'm, I'm gonna be realistic here. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. Your defense doesn't roll without him. I'm sorry. Defense wins championships. I love Mike Evans. I would be torn to pieces if I had to make this choice. Uh, which is why. Because we're, this is hypothetical, uh, I would go with Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, Baker Mayfield, Chase McLaughlin, and uh, Will Golston would be my would be my choices. He was he is spot on. It just uh, your your four dollar pick. Uh, I and again, I think with the new offensive coordinator, and based on everything I've seen, uh, you know, with the with the Rams and how the Rams have bounced back. I just think their cupboard was bare this year for the Rams with injuries and stuff is why the Rams didn't make a push sooner than what they did. But once they got everything going, I mean, it, it was just spot on. I think when you've got a Baker Mayfield, you've got an offensive coordinator that plays to your strengths and you can make, you can scheme players open. You can scheme your, your offense to where you get the most out of everybody. Um, I, I love Mike Evans again. If this, if I, you know, if I was told, you know, you got, you got to make that choice. It would, it would be really hard for me, but um, I'm looking at my defense and you can score 50 points, but if your defense ain't holding nobody or getting them off the field, like we saw in the Super Bowl, um, it doesn't matter. So, you know, defense wins championships. And I think you got to have uh, some of that. And uh, you know, again, if you'll notice, I went trenches. I didn't go uh, with the Will Golston pick um, rather than looking at a um, Devin White. I love Devin White. Uh, unfortunately, Devin White has been inconsistent his whole career in Tampa. We've seen plays where he's just, this has been legendary plays that he's made. But then you turn around and you're looking a couple days down the road and he's going rogue. He's playing out of position. He's not taking care of his job. He's just doing what he feels like he has to do. 
And, and again, it's just never been consistent with him. And I always wait for the other shoe to drop. It's like Jameis Winston when Jameis Winston was here. Jameis Winston had had games where he was incredible. And you're like, man, this is our guy. And then he can't consistently maintain that. Uh, you saw that the last you know year of his career here, he was 30 for 30. And that's crazy. It should never, it should never get to that extreme. So again, I think, you know, there's no wrong answer with Mike Evans or Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, that just happened to be what I've, you know, based on how both of these players have played. Um, and I have such a short period of time to choose. I did go with Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah, and we're going to maybe do this, uh, you know, in the coming weeks as well, but change the prices, players around, kind of like it, uh, maybe up it a little bit, maybe give you guys a little more budget to work with as well and see what we could construct. And also, by the way, out there, we're kind of, you know, we're getting our feet wet, but we're going to, when the calendar flips from February to March a little bit and the offseason becomes a little more concrete, so will our schedule as well. We're kind of rolling with Thursdays and Sundays right now. It's Thursdays we're used to Thursday night football. Sundays we're used to football, kind of helping get through the beginning stages of the offseason by coming at you guys in football days. But as time goes, we're going to see what works best for the co-host altogether, seemingly, and all that good stuff. So uh, be on the lookout for you know, a couple times a week, us coming at you with concrete schedules. I know a couple times a month we might do Man Cave Mondays, those shorts of things. Is our guy, Ed Rabas, is joining us on Facebook as well. Hey, I'm going to be a jackass here since it's hypothetical, and I'm going to say in my budget, give me Evans and Winfield. That's eight of my dollars spent, so I really can't get Baker at that point. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to roll with Trask, baby. Woo, he's free. So give me Evans, give me Evans and Winfield, and at the same time, give me Chase McLaughlin as well. That's how I'm going to spend my $10. I get my bookend on offense, Mike Evans, a guy who's been through a lot of QB changes. He went through yeah. Josh McCowns, Mike Lennon's of the world, and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, that, You know what uh, I think uh, what, what, what Alexander is, say, is saying here? is correct man that is that's a bold statement right there but if you look at mike evans career he's i mean since he was in college he's made every quarterback he's ever been with look good all of them from johnny football to uh mike glennon to mccown to Jameis, to just everybody that's been on the field with this guy he's made him look good so I really, you know, Tom Brady, you know, uh, I haven't seen Tom Brady look this good since Randy Moss was on, was on the field with him. So again, I'm not comparing Mike Evans with Randy Moss. So don't come at me with that. I'm just <laughs> saying he hasn't looked that good since, but I will say this, man, that, that would, that would make sense. Uh, Trask has a nice little deep ball. I really was disappointed that Trask uh, did not get the opportunity to play that last game of the season. He was healthy. He's got a nice deep ball. Uh, Carolina's on the ropes. And, you know, it, it just it could have worked out. So, again, I just, I don't know. I, I don't understand why he's not getting a chance. But, again, I'm not a coach. I'm not a general manager. So, uh, it just remains to be seen. I just kind of have to be patient and step back and, and watch how everything rolls. Yeah, well, and if you um, 
real My quick, JLo, remember your thought. I'm just going to explain if Ed or Olive missed it real quick. We had $10 hypothetically, and we had to put a roster together. So um, as much as you'd love to have Evans, Winfield, and Baker back, we purposely made it so you couldn't bring all three back for strategic purposes. JLo, what were your thoughts, my friend? No, about the Kyle Trask. I know there's some fans that don't like him, don't really, you know, believe in him and stuff it's like that. College. It's college. That's a college thing. That's in, I, I promise you 90% of those fools, I say fools, <laughs> don't like him because he went to Florida, and that's all it is. But Exactly. But, see, if you follow Kyle Trask's career, okay, He's always been the backup, coming at the right time to take over, and he shined. You know, that's what he did at Florida. Either way, I mean, Felipe France was horrible. And then Kyle Trask came in, and he perfected the offensive system that, you know, Dan Mellon run. And then now he's backing up between Brady and Baker Mayfield. I mean, you never know what this guy's going to do. God forbid Baker goes down to injury next season coming up. You know, Kyle Trask can come in there and do just as well as Baker Mayfield. He can sling the ball on the deep ball, and he's got some legs. He's got some wheels for a big guy. So, you know, that's all I got to say about Trask, you know. Don't sleep on Trask. He's going to be a good backup for this coming season. And when he comes in, he'll be ready to play. I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm not worried either. But, you know, that would just be my thing. And then, hey, go from there, start Trask, maybe sign you know, after Baker Mayfield took $4 million as well, that $4 million is going to slither up a little bit for even lesser quarterbacks as the future rolls. You know, guys like, I don't know, just off the top of my head, say Mitch Trubisky's of the world now, they're still going to probably make 5 or $6 million somehow. It's going to get absurd. Just not, just not in Tampa. No, just not in Tampa, please, for the love of God. I remember when one of our co-hosts last offseason or two was lobbying for him to come here. I'm like, no, this guy's as broken as a bag of potato chips. You know, he's he, there's a reason why he's been in Chicago, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and he's only on year five or six. And it's not like Buffalo and Pittsburgh sought after his services. He just really had no other place. I, I be. believe once he went to um, to Pittsburgh, he was a journeyman. And you, uh, you guys, you know, a journeyman is, I know people are throwing around game manager and all that stuff, but a journeyman is a journeyman. Um, kind of like Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco made the most of his opportunity. I don't think Joe Joe Flacco is not a starter. Um, you know, I don't want to get into Joe Flacco because he basically was handed something he didn't earn. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things where you know some quarterbacks like that. Uh, I would just rather not see them. But when you step back and look at look at Baker Mayfield's career, Baker Mayfield got hurt, and he played hurt which damaged his stock mm -hmm. and that really that that was huge right there i mean when he was in in cleveland and he's playing with a messed up shoulder i think it was a messed up shoulder is what he had Yep, it was and it just damaged his stock and everybody thought the guy was a bum the guy was not a bum i mean he took the cleveland browns who were playoff proof he took them you know he took them <laughs> to the playoffs so you know he you know he showed what his potential was he got in the right system. He got the right wide, right wide receivers, and you know he he changed some things around. I really believe that you know if you surround him with the right pieces, I think he's going to be just fine. And the you know the one thing that I will say about Baker Mayfield, I did not realize until watching him, he can read defenses. Mm -hmm. And we I we got spoiled with Tom Brady. We know he can read defenses. 
uh, just because we've had Jameis Winston and all these other guys that, you know, for over a decade of just subpar quarterbacks, Josh Freeman couldn't read a, you know, he, that guy couldn't read a, a defense. Mm. But again, it's, you know, it just goes back to, you know, where he started in college. But I'm not going to get into that. My point here is that you've got something special with Baker Mayfield and, you know, just him playing hurt and what he was able to accomplish, what he's able to accomplish hurt, uh, you know, it just gives you hope for the future. Yeah, and Gene, you're not lying there. And clearly, everybody saw that too, because obviously you could misdraft guys. You could take guys ahead of other guys. But if you're taken ultimately ahead of guys, that means at least one team has enough faith in you that you have more potential than the guys behind you in the draft. And when Baker Mayfield was drafted in 2018, I know hindsight's a lot different, but he was the number one overall pick, including over guys like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. And I know time has been told that probably wasn't the smartest or wisest of picks, but it still holds true. Cleveland made that decision for a reason. They saw something in Baker that they didn't see in Allen and that they didn't see in Lamar. And it's really not Baker's fault that he had like 30 million offensive coordinators his first five to six years in the league either. So sadly, again, this year it's going to happen to him again because I am faithful he'll be back in Tampa. But at least for the first time ever, it's with another former OC he did have, right? Liam Cohen coming over to Tampa. So that'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to Baker to at least that's why I want Thad Lewis back real bad as QB's coach. I want Baker to at least get that little bit of continuity and comfortability in Tampa. And that's why I sure as hell want Mike back because Mike and Chris are the two best wide receivers you could really ask for to be on your team. They're really great players. They're silent mouses. They don't make noise in terms of causing problems off the field and all of that good stuff. So really give us the same offense and add a little bit of youth and veteranship here and there during the offseason in spots that needed. I, I think the Bucks could really go farther next year, guys. I know a lot of people are Todd Bowles haters, Jason Light haters, all that sort of thing. You know, but, you know, I I do not understand that. And and I'm gonna be honest. I and I apologize again. This is part of the uh Todd Bowles Baker Mayfield apology tour. I do apologize to both of them because I said some things I shouldn't have and I was wrong. And I'm willing to admit I was wrong. As a matter of fact, I'm happy I was wrong. You know what? Todd Bowles is doing his thing. Todd Bowles is not the New York Jets Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles has made, you know, he's made calls. He got this team back to the playoffs. They were they had a slide that would have wiped out the majority of the NFL teams this year, but they recovered from that slide with the, with their quarterback. Everybody got together, played as a team and went on into the playoffs and won a game in the playoffs. And they should have won another game in the playoffs, but we won't get into that either. Um, my point here is that Todd Bowles has made great, great decisions at times that have that have ended up in wins, that have ended up, you know, putting this team in a position to succeed. And I think once they can clean up some of the drop passes and some of the penalties occurring wrong place wrong time uh, i think this is a team that you really have to really look out for next year uh just and and i cannot wait to see what jason light does in the draft i mean when you look at kalijah Kansi, yaya diaby uh kj Britt, um they're just different players uh isian 
all these different players that they brought in, we weren't talking about in the offseason before the draft, and you've got all these guys coming in. Now, this year, you've got you've got a lot to look forward to as well. There's a lot of potential players that could come in and help this team day one. So just excited to see that and and what this team is going to look like, uh, you know, when we get to OTAs and, and uh, camp. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. J-Lo, thoughts on what Gene said? As Pop says, good point there. Wondering history, how many teams went one and six stretch. You know who didn't survive that type of stretch? As Pop said, wonder how many made the playoffs after that. The Eagles didn't survive that stretch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, they made the playoffs, but that's because they started the year so good, but they got their asses kicked to us on the road, which was incredibly fun game but a lot of teams don't recover from that yeah and oh by the way a lot of people forget the buccaneers you have the cowboys you have the eagles you have the lions they're all good teams they're all fun teams the 49ers but the bucks are the only team in the nfc to make the playoffs at four consecutive years and by the way we've done it with two different head coaches now too one offense, one defensive head coach, Bruce and Todd. This team's had a lot of changes over those four years, including yeah. a guy named Tom Brady. And still our fan base was nuts. I mean, if any other team, say if the 49ers in a four-year span had Shanahan for two years and a new coach for two years, say the 49ers lost uh, you know, their greatest player. Let's say Christian McCaffrey was lost in that time span. Say a couple other things happened. So many people would be making excuses for him, her, this, and that, that they don't make for the Bucks. Is our man Jay? Jay Edwards has so much sexy on my screen. Big Jay <laughs> runs one of the best tailgates in Tampa Bay. We appreciate that. I know he's talking about Eugene and J Lo. There's a uh, <laughs> flashing on over here. Yeah, he's sassy and sexy right here. <laughs> J-Lo, thoughts on uh, not only Jay's comment, but kind of put a bow on what Gene said about this team as well. Hey. We're going to make a damn good run next year, too. I mean, sky's the limit right now for this team. People were hating on Todd Bowles for a long time. Even I had my moments where I had my doubts. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to give the man a chance. You got to give the man a chance to go out there and make his case. He had a bad experience with the Jets, but the Jets are a bombshell freaking organization. Of course he wasn't going to be successful, you know. But he came here. He came here under Bruce Arians. You know, and he got his opportunity, and he's making the best of it. You know, he's got a good GM. He's got a great fan base as far as, you know, some of the fans out there. And he's got good owners because there are some shitty owners I could throw out there. But the fact is that Bowles is in the perfect position right now to maybe possibly win a championship. We don't know. I mean, we're looking far ahead here. But right now there's a light in front of us instead of darkness. There's a Jason light. There you yeah. go. You know, JLo, you're you were spot on, man. I, I saw people saying the Bucks would have one win, and I haven't roasted anybody that I should, but there are other if you're talking about other fan bases, I, I watch podcasts. I love podcasts because to me, that's and, and I you know, folks, you don't have to just look at Bucks podcasts. There's so many out there, so much good content out there, and it gives you a better understanding of your division or even the NFL, or even the NFC or the AFC. It doesn't, there's just a lot of good content out there. But there are a lot of people that missed on the Bucks. I had people saying the Bucks would get one win. I saw two, I saw a lot of two wins. I saw a lot of five wins, but mostly one, one, two, and five, 
was a majority of what I saw before the season even started. And the Bucks were picked to be at the bottom of the division by all of them. I didn't, there was nobody that said, oh man, the Bucks are going to beat New Orleans out and they're going to win FC, the NFC South. N never saw that. So what Tampa accomplished with their head coach, with their general manager uh, and the players he brought in, with the players themselves playing as a team collectively, just having that that culture, that winning culture from when Tom Brady was here, I, I have to say that as well, you know, that gives you hope right there. I mean, there's a direction this team is going. These, this team has an identity. I mean, with, with Rashad White, who knows? You may get another running back in to help Rashad White. Um, there's a lot of stuff that they can do, but they have a direction that they're going to go. They brought in an offensive coordinator that's going to help them with the direction they're going to go on offense. And I really believe this is a great time to be a Bucks fan. Uh, you know, we may have lost Tom Brady, but you have a, a capable quarterback. You have really nice pieces here. Uh, everybody's going to be coming back 100% healthy. And, you know, that's what you got you to hope for. And you got to hope that, you know, Jason Light comes in and does his thing with free agency like he has, you know, the past three years. And you got to hope that he does the same thing with the draft. And I really believe this will be a highly competitive team and nobody will be looking past the Buccaneers in 2024. I can promise you that. That was music to my ears, and mm -hmm. I agree with multiple points, and that's why you back the Brinks truck up for guys like Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, and Dominican Sue and Gronk. To Gene's point, these are franchise-changing players forever. That means you could spend a little less money in seasons like last season and still have a desire of players wanting to come for cheap, still build a winning culture. That's what those four guys do, Arians, Sue, Brady, Gronk. So, Incredible stuff there, and I do think that 2024, the Bucks are going to be on a mission. Jason Light has done incredible in free agency, balling on a budget, and his undrafted free agents have been incredible as well. I think that's really gone over the radar is how good he is at signing UDFAs, not only drafting some guys of late, but signing UDFAs as well. And the Bucks are in a really good position at 26 overall. You could trade up. You could trade back. You could stay put. There's multiple things you could do, and I'm really intrigued at what the Bucks do this offseason, and I think Jason Light, Mike Greenberg, John Spitek and company are going to be doing a hell of a job. Before we get to our final words, any last things you want to talk about here in the Bucketeers on this beautiful Thursday, Gene? Uh, again, I want to say thank you, guys. This this has been fun to, you know, bounce stuff off of guys. And, you know, we're, we're all Bucks fans. We're not talking about NFL insiders or we know more than anybody else. We are passionate fans about the team we love. And it's great to have people in the chat that are just being able to give their opinion and not getting vilified for it. And to everybody in the chat, thank you. Whether it's Facebook, uh, YouTube, or, or wherever you're watching the show from, thank you so much. And you're always welcome on here. And we'll make sure that your your voices get heard because without you guys, you know, it, this show doesn't roll. So thank you guys and uh, thank you. Uh, this has just been fun, man. And this is this is kind of what I envision, you know, being part of this would would be to where we could just kind of you know hold these conversations and stuff. And you know, nobody's talking all outlandish. Well, you got to fire the coach or you got to fire the general manager. Let's we're we're waiting to see how this all plays out. 
people understand that we have a very, we're in a very special place to have a general manager and a head coach that work together and you can get pieces that they can utilize on the field is very rare, especially if you know Buck's history, this is very rare. So again, we're, we're in a very good place. This is a great time to be a Bucks fan or actually a Tampa fan period. I mean, I've heard people talking about the Rays, you know, the lightning, lightning talking about going to the playoffs. These are, these are great things. It's a great time to, to be a Tampa fan period. Yeah, Gene, and I agree. And earlier this episode, you've rattled off previous head coaches and it's like, really all everyone that complains about Todd Bowles or Jason Light or Bruce Arians appointing Todd Bowles. We dealt with Shiano, Raheem Morris, Lovey Smith, Dirk Cutter, um, post Super Bowl Gruden went, you know, he, mm. just a lot of bad times here in Tampa over the past 15, 20 years or so. So really enjoy this man. And I I'm a firm believer in this is the shape and direction and culture that the franchise is going to take as well. And Gene couldn't agree more with you. You know, a lot of people are like, Oh, why don't you talk about this or that more in your podcast? Well, that's what we have guys like JCL and on for, and all those insiders, when they come on our show, they're surely going to give all their inside information. They're going to spill their guts. And once in a blue moon, if we ever are inside info on something, like Ryan Jensen practicing before the playoffs a couple of years back, thanks to our guy Jay at Bucks Life News, we will go ahead and share that. But we're not going to be like, oh, you know, we're breaking news here, talking X's and O's yeah. here. When there's a time, there's a place. And we yeah. talk about things we want to. We're three great Bucks. Well, seven of us here on the Bucketeers. That's another thing. <laughs> Some people go, oh, you got seven. I go, the more the merrier. And, yeah. you know, we're not like we're not like Saints Row here where it's like, oh, you got to be on every show. Come when you can. Yeah. Speak your mind freely and talk with the brothers because it's honestly a great time. And, Gene, it's been two episodes. I know you've been on more, but it, it's been awesome, brother, and I'm sure J-Lo would say the same. No, agree. No, Gene, I always appreciate the knowledge, man. Like I said, I love coming and talking about football. I'm not always going to be right, but, you know, I enjoy being correct. That's the beauty of it right there, what you just said. Because that's to me, that's the problem with social media. Everybody's got to be right. Mm-hmm. That's why you see all the – uh, first. Yeah, or first. First or right. Or I, I would say I'd put that all together. Yeah, true. Um, You're right. <laughs> and and that's why you see all these mock drafts and stuff. Oh, yeah, and somebody's like, oh, yeah, two years ago I was right about this or I was right. Uh, who cares? It's about wins and losses. You know, the Bucks won a Super Bowl in 2020, and, you know, nobody saw that coming. Again, it's, it's just one of those things. You got to get in here. You got to appreciate what you have and, and enjoy having a team in your city because there's a lot of cities that don't. So mm-hmm. to me, uh, this is this is huge. I, I would rather be wrong. That's why I say there's the uh, the the uh, Baker Mayfield uh, Todd Bowles apology tour, which I will be apologizing on every single show because I've been wrong. He took this team to the playoffs. They won a playoff game, and they went further than I expected them to. I mean, they exceeded my expectations. So no, I will be irritated if he makes certain calls. But at the at the end of the day, that's our that's our head coach, and we got to be. You know, you got to work with that. And I agree with you. And you know what happened with me 
before he came to Tampa? Was I the biggest of Baker fans? No. But you know what I do? I rally around our quarterback regardless. When Trask was drafted, might be a stupid thing financially, I bought his jersey. When we brought in Baker Mayfield, I asked for his long sleeve shirt. You know, I just want to support my guys. I don't care if I had previous beefs with them, whatever it might be. If you're donning the red imputer and you're not an absolute jackass that's, you know, causing people to hate you, then I'm going to love you. And as soon as we sign Baker, my mentality changed in him on day one. But I'm like you. I'm not afraid to say, hey, before Baker came to the Bucks, I'm not going to pretend like, oh, I was some kind of Baker stan and I was baking with him and I was lobbying for him here. Absolutely not. But the day he signed, the minute he signed, I was 100% on board. And that's yeah. what you got to do. And same thing with Todd Bowles. I wanted Bowles to get promoted over Leftwich personally, and I've always liked Todd Bowles. But, you know, there were times where I kind of, not during the season, I always, me and J-Lo mapped out chances for the Bucks. But before the season, I'm like, Todd Bowles has to reach this threshold to keep his job. Why would I ever set parameters like that? You know, it's none of my business yeah. demanding wins and expectations out of yeah. Bulls. So it's been pleasant surprise after pleasant surprise here with this Bucks team. And as Gene said, I'd rather be proven wrong than be a jackass and lie about my rights. J-Lo, what say you before we get to the final words? As always, man, it seems like we've been talking 10 minutes. I wanted to try and cap this at 7 Eastern. It's 741 <laughs> Eastern, and we're still going strong. J-Lo, give us your thoughts. I mean, it's all entertainment, baby. I love it. I'll spend the whole day talking about football, man. Uh-oh. Can you hear me? Can yep, you hear me? Yeah. Yep, so, yep I could. As I was, as I was saying, um... At the end of the day, back to what you were saying about top balls and stuff like that, we wanted him to succeed. And like we talked about all season long, I root for a team to win. I don't want them to lose for a freaking number one pick. If you want your team to lose, it's losing mentality. That's just the yeah. way I feel. I know some fans don't agree with it. Tom and I have been going back and forth all season on the same page with other Bucketeers on here and other fans, you know, that want Caleb Williams, I want this quarterback. No. You got the pieces now. Win when you can. I don't want to go back to the yeah. basement. I want to stay at top. Yeah. Look at Bryce Young. Panthers tanked and trade. Well, not tra- tanked, but they traded all that for the first pick. Took Bryce Young. You never know what the hell you're getting in the draft. Look, exactly. We got Tristan Wirfs as the fourth left tackle, or well, technically the fourth tackle in that first round when we took worse. You know, we got Kalijah Kansi in the mid-20s last year. You yeah. best bet your ass if we were top 10, we probably wouldn't have taken Kansi last year. So it's about letting the chips fall where they lay, appreciating the draft. I'm pretty sure the Colts and Texans are fine with letting Stroud and Richardson fall to them, opposed to going up and trading all this stuff for Bryce Young. So, guys, enjoy it. Trust in light. Trust in bowls. Trust in Gene, J-Lo, and Tones here on the Bucketeers. J-Lo, final word, and then I'll give mine, then we'll end with the great big Gene, given his. For Well, now it's on the hockey playoff season. You know, go Bolts. It's time to keep my mind occupied until football season. Um, Going to enjoy many more episodes doing with y'all two fellas and everybody else that wants to join in on the Bucketeers. And, hey, I mean... Sky's the limit right now. Right now, we're 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 the top dogs in the division. We're not the bottom of the basement, like Cam Jordan said, little little mouthy boy. You know, want to go pick on you know certain injured players. Exactly. <laughs> long, 
But anyway, <laughs> I'm just excited to be a Bucks fan. This is going to be, like I said, hopefully the next two to five years we'll have some winning seasons as far as division. I mean, Super Bowls come first. You know, I want to win Super Bowl, but at the same time, you know, it's a work in progress, and I think we're heading in the right direction. Got to build the foundation, and that's exactly what we've been doing since we hired Bruce Arians in 2019, and we're building it here on the Bucketeers. Great friends, great conversations, great Bucks fans coming together and talking the thing we love most, Bucks football. And as Gene, myself, J-Lo allude to, never be afraid to leave a comment in the chat. No such thing as a dumb comment. Unless it's anti-Bucks or it's hate, something like that, which we've gotten a couple of. And we just get those guys out of here. So uh, never a bad thing in the comments. Come join us. Come hang out with us. And come hang with us Sunday, noon Eastern or 1 Eastern time to be determined. But we will have our new intro come Sunday. Um, finishing touches are adding up right now. So new stuff to come Sunday. Little new digitals. We got to upgrade it, update it, all that fun stuff. But always a pleasure talking with you guys. And as Gene said earlier, it's really the chats and conversations made by the people who listen to our pod, follow with it on social media, or watch us here live on this Thursday who make it great. Thanks for joining the Bucketeers until Sunday. And Gene, send us home, brother. Final word. It's been another pleasure here with you tonight. All right, everybody, thank you so much again for checking us out. This has been a, so much fun. Uh, Cam Jordan, this is for you. I'm glad you got to watch Donovan Smith, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl rings to your zero. Enjoy yourself. Uh, you know, be, hopefully you're sad in the offseason. And, uh, you know, just prepare for your TV career because Super Bowl ain't it. <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl ain't it, and I know you're salty, as Gene said. We passed up on you. We won a Super Bowl. You didn't. In your face, you're a fucking clown. And Tom Snook, my man, saying Buck's going to sign Baker to a big contract. We'll answer that more thoroughly Sunday for you. I'll write that down. But short answer is yes. They're going to give him three to four years at pretty premium dollar. But it's Aaron been a great episode. Gene, any last word on Baker for like 10 seconds long? Uh, 10 seconds long. Hey, uh, I look forward to seeing him here next year. And again, I apologize, man. I was wrong about you. J-Lo, 10 seconds on Baker. And uh, take it home. You bet your ass he's going to be resigned. We put the office coordinator in there. All the players are around him. Baker's here for the long haul for at least three to four seasons. Three, two, one. Fire the damn cannons. Touchdown, Baker Mayfield. Tampa Bay, we're keeping him here. Gene, J-Lo, and Tones in the house. Huncho, Stunna, Cat, and Bucko will be with us over the offseason. We love you guys. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Peace out. Gene and J-Lo, stay up, my brothers. I'll talk to you guys soon. And fuck the Saints. <laughs> fuck the Panthers, too. And fuck the Atlanta Falcons, too. I'm about to say, I'm waiting for Gene to come with the Falcons, baby. <laughs> you already F know. Them all. F the South besides the Bucks. The best of the rest. Let's go. nervous for the Rams, but you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there. Bro, that, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. 
energy and electricity. I played with Rock and anyone up there. And a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Super Bug fans were there too. Uh, Bug. Tampa Tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron show of WDAE. Uh, Pat Donovan. And it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit. Going to put him on mute for a second until that gets a little clear. But we're joined by Pat It looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs> it does look like we got a little... No, my, my uh, camera's broke. <laughs> 